or if you're just listening to this, it's the uh, the waterfall in the background. We're in the backyard of we're trying an undisclosed house. Make it a little, you know, some meditation in the background, like the calm app. Yeah, we're just trying to calm out. the. We're trying to calm the audience right now because Sebas is coming with the fucking rage right now. He's he's pissed off and he's ready to call out the motherfuckers who are pissing him off. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But yeah, we got Sebas Badoya. What's One up, of the most common messages I get when I post you is, tell him to post more. Yeah. Tell him to post more. <laughs> yeah, How definitely. come you haven't been posting too much lately? You've been just like really focusing on, on like laser focus on what you're doing right now? Yeah, so I mean, bro, YouTube, since I started, it's been like, one of the greatest things I've ever done. I'm sure you've experienced this. Cause, oh yeah. Like, you know, it's very rewarding when you like go from that, those first videos where it's like, you're getting started, um, get, not getting views. And then out of nowhere, you have that one video that pops and then it just becomes so much more enjoyable. But I don't know, bro. I felt like kind of, I was like splitting myself between work and like trying to get to the point I want to be at. Um, and then doing YouTube because it came to a point back in 2018 where I was trying to do like daily videos. Oh, yeah. I think that kind of ruined it for me because I was really like pushing myself. I was seeing people in the space um, kind of taking that route. Like, you know, if you're not doing daily videos, you're you're not really going to blow up or you're not going to someone's going to beat you. Yeah. Um. So I got to a point where I was like, yo, I have to start making daily videos. And I started it started becoming redundant, like. 10 other people were dropping the same video like i don't know that kind of i was like i'm gonna take a step back um i'm gonna build something real a real brand that's long term that i oh, can yeah. have for a year or two maybe exit and i'm set and i don't have to worry about that um because i never really got to do the videos i wanted to do from even back before i started you know jay alvarez yeah that, those are the types of videos you want to do those were the type of videos i used to watch and be like damn that's life i i kind of want you know it's funny that time we were in miami remember when we watched the jay alvarez video oh yeah uh, and then right after we watched that one kid who apparently like scammed everybody with an app Kurt tyler yeah yeah we watched those same two videos last night Eamon put them both yeah? on the exact two same oh, that's pretty crazy isn't that weird yeah i was just thinking about that miami trip that was so fun that shit was fun that was like the first time i got introduced to like drop shippers on a personal basis Remember that? I kept saying, holy shit, this is so weird to talk drop shipping. Yeah? So before that, you hadn't ever talked to anyone that was doing that? No. That's crazy. I, I Well, I met Mikey. That was like a month before I met Mikey and all them at my meetup, but it was at my meetup. All right. So at the time, he wasn't doing too much, but all it was right. like people who were already actively living on their own with like that. Yeah. Now, I remember Noah hit me up. He's like, yo, Scott's coming to town. I had seen you like weirdly enough, like a week before that on YouTube, and I was like, damn, this guy's killing it. Um, and then I'm home and Noah's like out of nowhere. Cause me and Noah don't really chill like that often, maybe like twice a year. Oh really? Um, yeah. And he's like, yo, Scott's here in town. Like you want us to pick you up or something like that? And I was like, for sure. So we ended up chilling and it ended up being pretty fun. Day, right after so. I dropped 10,000 on some diamonds. Yeah. That was so stupid. Crazy story. That was fucking, uh, what, what was that jeweler's name? Frankie's diamonds. Something like that. I thought he was the best jeweler. No. Bro, it's sketchy, especially Miami. Yeah. I feel like you got to be careful. There's a lot of scammers and fraud out there. We went to the, do you know where he has his location at? Mm -mm. It's in like some ghetto mall, like ghetto mall. Mm -mm. Noah walked in and he's like, I feel like I'm in Alibaba <laughs> because it's all like just. How'd you find the guy? Uh, his YouTube videos, actually. The jewelry? Yeah. No That's way. why YouTube's so powerful. You look at RBD. And like yeah. down there in LA, you look at Cool Kicks, yeah. like 900,000 views a video. And just imagine how much business they bring because of that. Yeah. 
and not just YouTube. I mean, TikTok too. I'm sure. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's like the new thing that's popping, especially with like um, cookies and kicks. Yeah, it's crazy, bro. That's what me and Alex were talking it's really about. Powerful. Yeah. It's uh, I don't know. Are you on TikTok at all? Like yeah. on your and personal, not for your businesses. Um, yeah, I do go on it. Maybe like 20 minutes a day. Do you make it? Do you make any? Not personally. Yeah. For the brand, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I kind of want to give it a shot. Yeah. Like low key. I don't you know. You never know what's going to work. Right. And I you just, I see a lot of people, bro. There was this kid that I was telling my friend the story the other day. Um, back in 2013 when Vine was popping, um, I was on that. Like I was making like the videos that were being made on Vine. Yeah. Um, and there was this kid from North Carolina. He was also doing the same thing. Um, we talked a few times. We had like the same amount of followers on Vine. That's kind of how I got like my first following base on Instagram. I got Vine. to like 12K followers <laughs> back in like 2014, 15 was because of vine um and this kid was on the same level and i checked him out in january this year um because i randomly thought about the kid like damn i wonder what he's doing um and january bro he retired from social media pretty much i found his instagram he was getting like 100 likes and i was like well i guess he's focusing on school or something um and then i'm on tiktok in june and bro this kid blew up on tiktok he started doing tiktok in may yeah and then a month after that he had like 300k followers on tiktok his instagram got to like 24k um what's he do does he just dance he does like alcohol related like his brand is being an alcoholic oh okay so he'll make drinks and yeah something like that pretty much um but then bro like he's getting brand deals he's getting like it's going pretty well for him from what i'm seeing and he's already chilling with people from like the hype house and stuff um which are like the biggest tiktok what's his name Sean. Sean. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember when uh, Sebastian came through? Sebastian Benneker? No, I wasn't there that day. Oh, yeah. He... These fuckers. They're fucking with us inside big time. I doubt it. It's probably automated. What? It's probably automated. Should I get the controller? It shouldn't be. Let me get that right quick. Okay. Shit. Sabas is going to get the controller right now. That's what happens when you live in a multi-million dollar house. Sometimes your biggest problem is the waterfalls come on and it wakes you up. It puts you in a bad mood like, fuck, the waterfall should not have come on right now. And then you're pissed off the rest of the day. It's, that's crazy. I was just saying whoever owns this house must. Uh, whoa, that would have been funny. Get save us falling in the pool. I'm glad it didn't happen. Whoever owns this house, that must be like their biggest. Oh, that one turned off too. Look at that. Perfect. Cool. All right, great. Um, but yeah, back to the oh, TikTok. Sebastian? Yeah. Yeah, Sebastian. I'm sorry. I thought he came over like twice. He did. Yeah, but I never met him. You didn't see the interview I did with the plunger? No. Oh yeah, I interviewed him. I I didn't have a microphone stand, so I put a mic on the top of a plunger. No way. And it I was just interviewing. Yeah. No, it's 1733. Was it for the podcast? Yeah. Oh, actually, this was pre-podcast. This is when I was just doing interviews on my channel. Oh yeah. Which I always think of whether I went the right route or not, whether making a new channel is the move or if I should have just kept it all under Scott Hilsey. Yeah, I've thought about that before, like making a separate channel, but I feel like at least for your podcast, since your audience is pretty, the people you've been having on the podcast are like e-com or business related. Yeah. I feel like that would have worked well because it's like a different story if you have like, you start posting gaming videos or something like that. Right. Where you definitely want to have a separate channel, but I think you would have been, I think you would have been fine if you yeah. put it on your channel. It probably would have been like an easier path to blowing up your podcast. It's hard to say. I asked Human, and Human gave me the advice not to. He said 100% don't 
And his reason was uh, people subscribe to you for a certain type of video. Yeah. And if you start throwing podcasting, you don't know how they'll react. So it's good because on the podcast channel right now, I got two, two like 2,400 subscribers. Yeah. But every video is getting between at least like 2,000 views. So it's almost a 100% view rate from Even my Even more. Because I was seeing yeah. Lucas. 12,000. Mikey's, yeah. Mikey's at 10,000. Fez is at like 8,000. So I think maybe for the algorithm long term, it's going to be good. Yeah, I mean, once it pops off, it's going to be, you're going to have two big channels. But I think for the startup, like w when you were getting started and you had like zero, I think I think you would have been fine. Yeah. For sure. Only one way to find out though. Yeah. So what's your what's your plan with YouTube right now? What's going on? Everyone wants to see the new content. Yeah, well, I'm working on the brand that I've been working on for like six months. Are you um, able to talk about the brand at all? Not yet? Yeah, not yet. Okay. I kind of okay. want to like really like just get that perfect and huge before i say anything so it's like oh shit that's your brand like out yeah. of nowhere like not that it matters but i don't know i just want to keep it like separate the mm -hmm. personal brand and that um but yeah i've been working on that for like eight months actually i started working on that when we still lived here um so that's kind of why i moved because of covid and then right. i was like bro it's easier to build a brand in miami rather than because what we had going on there it wasn't really too you couldn't really focus too much, yeah. right? So I was like, you know, COVID's happening. Um, and I have this idea. I want to kind of like move back and focus in, um, focus in like at home. And then that's pretty much what I did. I went home and I was locked in for like three months because obviously quarantine. Right. Um, and just, I was on the computer anyway. So YouTube boys, back to the question. Um, I kind of want to get this brand, um, just pretty much automated or i, I want to have because right now i spend a lot of time on it um and i want to go straight to the videos that i really want to do so the last three videos i dropped which were like more like vlog wise yeah more like style um like the day in the life i want to make more videos like that and more like travel life cool life content mm -hmm. um and obviously that requires for you to be able to do whatever maybe an hour a day of work two hours but yeah. right now i'm not in the headspace where i could just do that um so i kind of want to drop maybe once or twice a month right now just to keep like the people that really support me you mm -hmm. know give them content but as in the type of content i want to make i can't really give it um you know a time frame because i don't know if the brand's gonna pop in six months and right. maybe i could sell it exit it and i'm set and i could just focus on little brands and i don't know different stuff um so as of right now, I'm thinking one, two videos, especially here that we're in LA. Like I've been having Piero record a few videos like yesterday when we went to surf. Oh yeah. That's cool content. That's that, so sick. You know, the people are going to enjoy. We talk business. They know everybody in the videos because they follow the same type of people. Yeah. Um. So those videos will be cool. But as in like the end goal YouTube wise that I actually want to do, um, I'm not sure yet. Hopefully early 2021. Early 2021. Yeah. yeah. Now, how often, how, like, what is the amount you think is like the perfect in terms of both a consumer and a producer? What do you think the amount per week is the perfect amount of videos? I think one a week. One a week? Yeah. Like a great video a week, like Sundays, like, like, an, like an style. Yeah. Does he do that? One, one a week? Once a week. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's perfect. Like, just put a lot of work in for to make a great piece of content every week. Yeah. And you have a way stronger audience than if you're dropping every day the same video you did three months ago. Exactly. And we were talking about that earlier. Yeah. Like certain YouTubers do that. Yeah. And Which is, it works for them. Not really. Not, nah. the, not the one I'm thinking of. Yeah. <laughs> it does well, not, not working for him. It actually destroyed his account. No way. Uh, I think you, we both know who I'm talking yeah, about. But yeah, yeah. we've never been like that. I don't know. Something about 
making the same video over and over again just strictly for views 2020 updated it just seems in ingenuine uh, what is in like the Ingenious. opposite of genuine like, yeah whatever that is <laughs> yeah i don't think that's a word but yeah we'll yeah. take it so tell me about how you started dropshipping because i think we we talked about it a, a little bit at the mall that one day where where we did the meet the meetup no, no, no. When uh, we went to Babibo or whatever it's called. Bibibop? Bibibop. Remember, you talked me a little bit about the bunk and the sunglasses, the Quavo glasses. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we still lived here when that happened. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um. Okay, so to fully throw it back, I pretty much, so I grew up in Colombia, right? I was in Colombia till I was 12. And then I moved from Colombia to Miami. How was Colombia as a kid, by the way? Dope, bro. It reminds me a lot. Of, well, the city I'm from reminds me a lot of LA. Really? Like people might think Colombia is like super dangerous, and that's what I thought. Yeah, you might think it's like a jungle. I don't know what people think, um, but it's actually. Jungle. I grew up there for 12 years, and I never got robbed. Never. Did you see any cartel activity at all? Nah. Really? Not really. There was only I only saw a shooting once. Yeah. Um, and that was because someone. It was some random shit. I was playing soccer. <laughs> um. But you can see that everywhere. I've seen people, I've seen shootings in LA. Like, right. I've heard the gunshots. You feel me? Like, that happens anywhere. Um. So, yeah, 12 years there, nothing ever bad happened. Nothing happened to any of the people I went to school with. And your parents grew up there, right? Yeah. Did they tell you any stories about the cartels? Because I guess in the 80s is when it was, it was probably more the crazy. Yeah. For sure. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. My dad definitely um, kind of has to do with the people you surround yourself with. Mm -hmm. uh, growing up, he just told me that at some points he surrounded himself with, like, people he shouldn't have been with yeah um and he definitely saw people he he shouldn't have seen or did he ever see pablo no nah, definitely not. i heard he used to walk around and just hand out money to everybody yeah from where he was from yeah, yeah. but he's from a different city where's he from medellin i think i'm Medi pretty sure Medellin. yeah he's from medellin oh wow um which is like probably the coolest city i haven't been there yet but that's where everybody hypes up about colombia yeah this one girl i'm talking to actually lives there right now yeah it's a cool city i want to go for sure before the year ends um so yeah it's i don't know i love colombia i love going back the food there's amazing the quality of life i think it's pretty good is it pretty humid humid yeah um so the city i'm from is just like this it reminds me a lot of like everything bro like the mountains everything like la that's why i like la so much oh, I think. it reminds sense. me of home a bit um and yeah so i grew up there until i was 12 then i moved to miami unexpected like bro randomly i get home one day um and i'm told oh we got approved like for our papers we're gonna move to miami wow. and we're gonna send you ahead of time since you finished school so you can start the next year so that was super depressing for me for like two months you went I, by yourself to my, miami? I moved here. my grandma was here oh okay um so yeah they pretty much had to finish a few things out there and i had to come to miami just so i could get you know school started and stuff because i had to apply to school they had to like do a bunch of shit um so i get to miami and oh, uh, I, the reason I brought up Colombia. Um, growing up in Colombia, bro, I used to watch like random shit about the states, like United States, yeah. and like people like living life. Um, I was keeping up with like the rappers and the people that were popping, and I was like, yo, that seems crazy. Like, I gotta have that life one day. Like, and in Colombia, so I didn't know I was moving to the United States until I was 12. So I used to say, you know, I wanna have that life. Um, on my way to school, there was like a Porsche de de dealership, the mm -hmm. only one in the city. <laughs> Nobody there had Porsches and stuff like that because it's foreign. Um, and even like, you know, here in the state, like United States, like you think Porsches are cool in Colombia, it's even like more, right? Um, never saw a Lambo, never saw a Ferrari out there. Like you only see that if you're chill chilling with like 
people that have a lot of money and it's way more rare to see that there um so growing up i was like i gotta have that life somehow are you speaking english not at all no oh, shit yeah so i was like i gotta have that life somehow and i knew back then that i was gonna have it i just didn't know how i had no idea um so then i moved to the states i don't know english at all um so i kind of go to school i start going to school and i have no idea like about the language or oh anything my God. yeah it was tough um but somehow within a month i i learned the language everybody one was, month yeah it was literally a month um and i don't know that that was everything was pretty good and then i kind of started believing in like damn i'm here it's a lot more possible for me to like achieve all my dreams and like kind of like live the life i've always wanted um i always wanted to be a soccer player that was like my goal way back in colombia yeah, when i picture people in colombia i picture a lot of kids running around kicking a soccer ball yeah bro that's literally like life growing <laughs> up out there like soccer everybody there like soccer is literally part of culture um soccer like in school and when you have like your break um after school people are usually in a team like it's very it's competitive. Is anyone playing baseball or anything? Just all. soccer? I think everybody hates football. baseball out there. Ba- ba- no, nobody likes any other sport. Like basketball, football. You don't see nobody plays football. No, I mean football. football. Oh, yeah. Is yeah, that what that, you guys yeah. call it out there? Because yeah, it's football. Spanish, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that's the only sport that pretty much exists out there. I mean, you have cycling and other things, but like ball-related sports, obviously other people play things, but mainly like 99.9% of things are soccer. Um, so that was always my dream. I was like, yo, I'm going to become a professional soccer player. Hell yeah. I'm going to live the life, do the thing that I love and then live the life that I want, you know, like be able to travel, go to Europe. I used to look at Europe like paradise, like, yo, I, I got to go to London one day. Um, So yeah, I moved to Miami. I kept playing soccer and I was like, All right, I'm going to get nasty at soccer and I'm going <laughs> to, now that I'm here, I have more of a shot. Um, But yeah, I played soccer all, all the way until like I was 19 in the ni- 18, 19, 19 in an actual team, I think. Um, that didn't pan out, obviously. Did you play in college? No, I didn't. Um, yeah, so because kind of, I didn't know how the structure here worked. It works very different as to how it does in Colombia. In Colombia, you pretty much join the teams, I don't know, smaller division teams, and you kind of like grow up there until you're like old enough to actually, maybe if you're good enough, be part of the team. Here, it's more like you have to go to college and then from college there's like a pool of people like scouts yeah and then maybe if someone likes you they'll send you somewhere and they'll send you somewhere so it's like and you have to be in the right team to get scouted to college which yeah. is a bunch of things i didn't know um and couldn't really afford because you have to go to these showcases you have to be in the teams that are a little more expensive because they have scouts coming and to be honest i didn't know how it worked and i if i did i couldn't have afforded it back then um so that leads me to high school um, I was like, at that point, I was like, yo, I don't think soccer is going to really pan out for me. Um, I'm just going to, I was always like really good at school, um, even back in Colombia. But I was like, you know, I'm just going to like focus on getting a good career. Um, and pretty much like getting rich off of that, you know, like mm-hmm. have a career that pays 100K a month, 80K a month. That's why I hear your GPA was like the highest in the state, right? Nah, he's, he was capping about that. Really? It's like 4.8. Which is pretty yeah, high, that, but it's not that, high as in the state at all. What's high, how the fuck do you get higher than four? How do you even get to four point eight? Uh, bunch of AP classes. Oh, okay, um, I see. So the highest in the state is five Nah, bro. It's I've seen people with like eights. No. Yeah. No yeah, way. Yeah, for sure. How does that even happen? Thirty AP classes. Um, bunch of stuff like that. Like thirty AP classes all through high school. Mm-hmm. Mm. And there's people that take like extra, like they'll go to like college after school and take like oh extra classes. Yeah, for sure. There's people that definitely did that. 
So you're in the top 1% easily. I, so the school I went to, I went to a school from seventh grade to start a junior year, um, which was the school I went to when I got here from Colombia. And then junior year, it was like a very small school. Like our class was 100 people. Um, and it was a charter school, so it was very like closed off. Like mm -hmm. you didn't really meet people. So when junior year came around, I really wanted to have the high school experience, like an actual school where you, that actually had a soccer team. Right. Um, so there was a school close to the one I went to. It had 5,000 students total. It was a huge school. Well, the school I went to before that didn't have a team. So I was like, you know, last shot to see if maybe I make it to college soccer. Yeah. Um, let me go to the school, try out. So I left to that school uh, two months into junior year, just transferred, didn't really know anyone there. And I was like, you know, this could be either the worst decision of my life <laughs> or I meet people and it turns out to be cool. And it was actually probably like the best decision of my life. Mm -hmm. um, went there, made the team, we played. They didn't really play much in the team. Um, the team had like 30 people. It was soccer wise. It was an awful experience. Um, but besides that, I met the people, not that I talked to them back then, but everybody like we kind of came together after. Um, and yeah, so yeah, back to the topic of like school. Um Junior year, I was like, yo, I want to go to Princeton. I want to go to like a great school. I'm going to make sure oh, yeah. I get a good degree. I'm going to get a great job and I'm going to, that's going to, I'm going to live my life like that. Um, so I graduate. I didn't end up applying to the schools I wanted to because at the time it was like $70 an application. And, and I was like, nah, I'm going to apply to two schools mm -hmm. and whichever one I get into and I could afford, I'll do them. It's super hot today. Oh, yeah. Um, so I applied to FIU, UM, UF. Um, the Florida ones pretty much because out-of-state tuition was crazy. Oh, yeah. So I didn't get into UM. I got into UF, FSU, and FIU. Um, FSU has crazy in-state tuition, right? Um, like sure. in, in a good way. I think I was looking at FSU and out-of-state was like 36000 yeah, and in-state it was like 3600 Yeah. And I, I had a scholarship for, for FSU, but, bro, it's a party school. And I was like, I don't know if I want to <laughs> leave Miami just to go party. Would have been cool, but whatever. I go to FIU. And then when I'm when I'm there in school, I start realizing, bro, I'm learning the same shit I, I learned back in high school. Wait, before you get to this, I remember I think you mentioned something about how you overslept one night. Oh, for a scholarship. Yeah, yeah. 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 What happened with that? Okay, so <laughs> uh, there was a scholarship for for a college in Syracuse, New York. Yeah. Um, and it was like, bro, I don't. It was like the, the counselor had to submit you to be able to go there. Mm -hmm. Um. And pretty much there was like five people from our school that went, were able to go there. Um, and when we get there, it's like 100 people. And then out of those 100 people, I think 20 people were going to get like a full ride to Syracuse. Is the only like big college I remember. But the other ones were like cool too, but I don't really remember them. Um, so it's a pretty high chance of you making it. Like yeah. they, they made the whole thing like very based on your ability to like communicate. And I don't know, overall be like a cool person besides just grades. Um, so I went the first time and they cut like, I think like half of the people. Um, and then I got the call back to go for like the second time. And for some reason I, I was like really looking forward to it. I was like, yo, Syracuse, it's going to be super lit. I really believed I was going to get it. Um, like I was for some reason, hundred percent sure it was going to happen. And then, um, bro, I'm thinking about it the whole week. And then for some reason, the Friday of the callback, um, I end up after school, some friends are like, yo, let's go to the sushi spot. And I'm like, oh, for sure, let's go. And then the thing was Friday, 3 p.m. So you had to leave school early in order to do that and everything. And for some reason, I just forgot that day. 
Oh, I, I thought you like overslept. You could just completely forgot. Yeah, I forgot about it entirely. And then I remember when I get home because I had told my parents about it. Yeah. Um, and they were like pretty excited about it. They were like, "Oh, full ride to New York, cool." Um, and then bro, I get home and I'm like, I realize that I missed the thing, and I'm like, "Yo, I don't know what to tell them." Like, wow. So. I never brought it up. I never told anyone. They never brought it up too. I guess they assumed that I just didn't get it and didn't want to bring it up to me. So Until they watch bad. this. Yeah. I mean, they don't speak English. So uh, yeah, unless you put subtitles. You're All saying right. this so, is when you suffer the traumatic loss of a full ride scholarship <laughs> and now you're like, fuck, what am I going to do now? Yeah, no. So this is a little before that because um, I was pretty sure the scholarship thing was junior year. Mm. Um, so it was around the same time. Bro, I had to find a way to make money because I was working at Chipotle and playing soccer at the same time. But, bro, I was making like eight fifty an hour at Chipotle. I had to drive 30 minutes to get there. Then after that, I had to drive back to soccer practice. And it was just, I was the first person that would serve the beans and make the tortillas. Oh, yeah. Bro. I could see you doing that. <laughs> oh, my God, bro. It's like so hot. Like, you see the glass, bro. It's super hot. Like, it was just a bad experience. Like, I would sweat. The whole time I was there, I right started breaking the, out. Right into the bowls. Yeah. Dripping into the know, bowls. a little seasoning. How many times do you think you s- said uh, bowl of burrito? <laughs> at least a thousand times. No, oh way gosh. more than that. Yeah. A couple thousand times. That was when Chipotle was at its prime that yeah. we'd have lines out the door. Yeah. So the whole right now when you go, it's like chill. Like you don't even have to make a line. Back then, Chipotle was trending. It was like popping so you'd go there and like the line would go out the door like 30 minute wait pretty and much you didn't get any pay benefit for having a huge crowd like that no nah, not Can't at all imagine. not at all um so my skin started breaking out because of the humidity of like making tortillas and like sweating and then from there i had to go to soccer practice and the fact that i was driving 30 minutes there and 30 minutes back like it wasn't my checks were literally like 190 every two weeks <laughs> um i remember because the first time i got a check i went to the store right next to the Chipotle and I bought a pair of Nikes. Hey. So I was like, damn, I afforded the Nikes. And I had like 20 bucks left over for some dinner. Oh, um, yeah. So I was like, all right, pretty cool. But then <laughs> I did that for like five months, six months. And then I was like, nah, I can't do this anymore. So bro, I started, you know, BJ's. I don't know if you yeah. have that where you're from, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, so I started going there and buying the chocolate boxes and then I'd pull up to school the next day and like sell them for a dollar each. So nice. I'd pay like $18 for the whole box. Um, and if I sold out, I'd get like 32 back. So I was making like $14 every day or two. Oh, yeah. So I was like, all right, with this, that's more than enough for me to like cover like my after school eating at McDonald's while I wait for a ride home or, you know, random stuff. At the mm-hmm. time, I didn't have many expenses. So then from there, senior year, I found out, if I found out about AliExpress, funny enough, because I, you know, drop shipping at that time, I had no idea what that is. Um, but I found out about it somehow. I think I had an ad or something. And I was like, I saw a bunch of like, bro, polo hats, loci bracelets, a bunch of stuff. And I was like, yo, I could maybe like, loci bracelets were like 50 cents yeah, um, on AliExpress. Actually, 18 cents. They were at the surf shop yesterday, right? No, that was Pura Vida, I think. That's oh, a different okay. brand. The loci okay. bracelets were the ones that have like a bunch of dots, like circles. And then supposedly black part is supposed to have like mud from the Black Sea. And the white part is supposed to have some other shit. For sure, cap. But um, yeah, it's some some minerals from this? China. What? Can you get sued or something for saying that they're cap? No. All right, for sure. Just making sure. Um, <laughs> so yeah, um, they're like twenty cents, and I was like, I'm gonna order a bunch and just sell them in school, sell them in a bunch of places. I tested them. I wore them for like two weeks just to make sure they were like good quality. Um, and I was actually rocking. I had a camel one, and I was like, all right, cool. This is cool. I'm gonna start selling them to people. Like I had a, a private Instagram at the time that. Follow, like a hundred people followed me, um, like 
close friends pretty much back then. Yeah. So I was like, yo, I'm selling loci braces for 15, 20 bucks. If you guys want one, hit me up because they were popping back then too. Like that was like a trending thing. Um, surprisingly, I sold out of my first batch. How many? Like, I think my first order was like 50 units. Um, which if you do the math, that was like, like 30 bucks. I think shipping was even more expensive than oh, the product yeah. itself. So no, nah, it was like 30 bucks total. Cause you know, 20 cents each, that's like how much for 50. But yeah, so I was like, yo, like I just found out the craziest place. You can literally get things for like 20 cents, a dollar, $3. And you know, like sell them for like 15, 20. And um, how much were you selling them for? I was selling them for like 15. They oh, were, damn. They, they'd retail at 30, I think. So you make good um, money on that one. Yeah, a lot. Because they'd retail at 30 or 25. They're pretty expensive for bracelets. Um, so I was like, people were getting a good deal. It was pretty much the same product, bro. These people, I'm sure they manufacture it in the same places. Like, oh, yeah, there's definitely. There's nothing special about silicone, like, you know, like a plastic um, rubber bracelet. So um, then I moved on to hats. There was a bunch of cool hats. I started selling hats in school. And then I was making, bro, like 200, 300 a week just flipping shit damn and that's when i got my start but whatever that died off i went to college i started nfiu and then um i was doing computer science and realized that that shit was super whack like <laughs> i could not focus bro like i was taking a computer science class the very first one you take um i just i bro i couldn't pay attention like honestly it was so far from the type of things i was interested in i was only doing that because it paid well, 100K a year salary. Yeah. Um, but when I was there, I just, I couldn't do it. So I dropped the class. I spoke to my counselor. I wanted to switch my major. And then one day I'm walking to class and then on the board, like to another class. And then on, on a board, um, some guy wrote, looking for developer, um, pays well, trying to build this crazy idea. And it, he kind of pitched it. It sounded like a millionaire idea. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm ahead of the guy um so i text the kid and then he has like an idea right and then i'm like oh this is my this is what i'm gonna do like what was the idea bro it was, at the time it was like um he kind of wanted to build indoor navigation for malls so it's like if you're ever in a mall and he's like you're like oh where's hollister or something like that usually you have the the boards but like if you don't want to look for that just it's a super shit idea now that i look back but at the time <laughs> It sounded like a great idea. So yeah. I was like, you know what? I, I don't know anything about coding. I, I He thought I did, but then I told him the truth. And I was like, you know what? But I'll match you. Like, I'll split whatever I have saved up. We'll get some a developer and we'll get it done. So we ended up investing 5K total in a span of like four months for to some like Indian developer. We never got the product. We never got anything. Those were the 2.5K that I had to my name. All gone to what shit. What happened? Was the guy just scam you? The, the Indian developer, pretty much, bro. Like they kept saying, oh, they kept delaying the day, the, the you know when it was supposed to be done. Yeah. Um, to the point where I was like, you know what, fuck it. Like I started kind of like looking into online business and stuff like that. Um, and I was like, yo, if you want to keep the app, like, do you like figure out if you could get it? But like, I have to move on to other things at that point. Mm -hmm. Um, so then I finished my first semester in college. And then I'm in Tennessee, December, and out of nowhere, I get a Ty Lopez ad. Um, you get a Ty Lopez yeah. ad? Yeah. So I'm there in Tennessee. I'm trying to figure out, like, I hate college at this point. Um, I go from- So this is December 2017? 2016. At this point, I go from loving college a year before that and really trying to make it to, like, hating it, not finding a career, nothing that I looked for match what I wanted to do. Like, I, would, I, was, I wasn't going to be a doctor. Um, 
I always thought business degrees were worthless. There was nothing there that I was like, okay, that looks cool. So yeah. at this point, I'm like struggling, super stressed out because I'm like, nothing there like is going to fulfill me. So oh, fuck. classic. I'm on, I'm just going to hold it. I'm on YouTube and I got Ty Lopez ad. And I'm like, damn, this guy's like, it was the, the original ad. What? The knowledge one? How's it started? In my garage. Here in my garage. Yeah. And he started, bro, I watched the whole like 50 minute ad. And then I'm like, interesting. But I never really like, you know, I was always very like careful about get rich online oh, yeah. quick stuff. Um, So I was like, it's probably a scam. Um, But then I get back home after the New Year's. And then I'm like, nah, there has to be something I could do online though. So I start going online and I find out about dropshipping. Yo. Yeah. So I start, I set up a little store. I'm setting beauty blenders. It's something that girls use to like blend their makeup, mm -hmm. like a little sponge. Um, And you get it for like cents. So I'm like, this could work. I'm like, you know, you always think your first product is going to be it. Like oh, yeah. you think it's so easy. And I'm like, oh, for sure. That's it. Um, So for a period of six months from January to June, um, I'm trying this stuff. You know, I, I go, I try it for two days. I'm like, nah, it doesn't work. So I leave for like a month. Then I go back. I'm like, oh, maybe it does work. So I go <laughs> back. That happens for six months of me trying, not trying, not really trying. Like when people say they're trying, but they're really not like that. Yeah. Um, And then May comes around and then I have a public speaking class and I'm, we're supposed to have like a debate. And I just ask my professor, like, I don't know why people put so much emphasis in college. Like it's not really necessary. And he agreed, but everybody else in the class thought I was crazy. They were like, yo, like... The way the professor agreed, but the professor the agreed. said... He was super, like, open-minded. He was like, yeah, I definitely think that people, like, call, people put a lot of, like, pressure in college. They think it's the only way out. And I disagree. And a lot of people there were like, oh, like, what are you saying? Like, yeah. if you want to make money, you can't be a bum. Like, you have to go to college. And Classic. I was like, nah, like, I'm going to make this shit work. Um, so I get home and I really start taking it seriously every single day. I'm testing like new products. I didn't know Facebook ads at the time. I was more towards Instagram influencers, um, until June comes around. So college is done. And I tell myself this summer, Oh, well, interesting story. Um, I feel like I'm just telling the whole story. I love but, it. That's um, what I'm here for. That's what everyone step watching by step. is here for. All right, love cool. it. Step by step, not missing a detail. So the breakthrough point, like the point where I just broke down and I'm like, nah, that's it. I'm done. I'm making this shit work. Um, I was taking a calculus class, which I didn't pay attention to at all the whole semester, just because I was focused on the whole, like learning more about like e-com and like make different business models, social media marketing. Cause I Forex too. Um, I actually yeah. got hooked by some guy that told me Forex was the way I paid him like 200 bucks to be part of a group. Didn't work out. Um, so I pretty much tried everything. Like people think that when they see us, they probably like, oh, they found drop shipping first product that worked perfectly and now they're nope. living the life. Bro, I tried social media marketing. I tried Forex. Same, yeah, yeah. I tried drop shipping. I tried Amazon. Uh, I tried eBay, like selling shit on eBay. Drop shipping eBay? Yeah. yeah. And not, bro, I'd pay inventory. I'd be like, oh. And then I'd try to ship it, which fortunately, most of the time I was able to like get rid of the stuff, but it wasn't really too profitable. So, bro, I tried so many things. Like, Ah, until I, drop shipping was like so then i'm taking that calculus class which i didn't pay attention to and then the final the day of the final comes i have like a c in, the, in this in this period of time in the mm -hmm. class until the final and then i see the final i take a look at it and i'm like nah there's no way i'm passing this <laughs> so it's a whole auditorium like five minutes into the test i just get up and i'm like i give i hand the test and like before i handed the, the test i was like i'm dropping out that's that's it like i'm not coming back 
Did everyone hear you in the class? No, I thought it to myself. Oh, I thought you said that to the teacher and walked away. That would have been way more dramatic. Some milk boy shit I just send up until everyone I'm dropping out. Nah, so I, I think to myself, like, I can't keep doing this. Like, there's a life that I want to live. It didn't happen with soccer, but I'm still going to make it happen. Yeah. Um, And I'm not, this major I was majoring in, I knew I wasn't going to enjoy that. So I get up, I hand the test. Uh, the professor, that happens, like, they're not going to ask you what's wrong. Like you just hand the test and leave. And then um, I'm super happy. Like, I don't know. I turned the test and usually I was very like, I have to get straight A's. I have, I was always like very school minded. Um, But when this happened, I was like, fuck it. I'm happy. Like, I feel like this was the right decision. So I get in my car and I'm like, I'm going to play some, some Drake, like hype Drake. And I play underground Kings. And then, I was jamming the whole song, windows down, blasting it after yeah. like just completely bomb, not even bombing it because I didn't even put anything. Um, and then there's a line where he's like, um, fuck. I remember that part. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, right? He he's said, like, oh, fuck. That was nah, my nah, favorite nah. part of the song. <laughs> he's like, okay, so why am I in class if this is who I'm trying to be like? Oh, so yeah. I drop out, lesson, lessons I was taught, um, taught are quick to fade. Soon as I realized that turning papers in won't get me paid. Yeah. And then when he said that, I was like, holy shit. That's like, that's incredible. Like, I just dropped out. I didn't even know he was going to say that. And then. um, That reminds me of smoking weed under star projectors. Yeah. I guess we'll never know where Harvard gets us. But Drake is the GOAT. Like, I think a lot of, like, my success and, like, the inspiration came from that, to be honest. Yeah. Like, a lot of lyrics that are, like, super motivational. Dropped out of school. Now we don't. Literally, rich. bro. So, <laughs> I heard that and I was like, all right, yeah, that's it. I was super happy. I was like, this is going to be, like, the song I listen to every day going forward. And I'm going to go all in on the e-com stuff. So, I keep trying stuff. <laughs> Things are flopping. This, this, this is what Sebas is actually <laughs> listening to after he dropped out. Literally, bro. <laughs> um... <laughs> Who listens to that? That's crazy. People listen to anything. A lady in a red Mercedes. That's who listens to that. <laughs> um, and then I'm trying drop shipping, and then the Quavo glasses, which was like my first hit. Um, I find them on AliExpress, and then um, they're like some shades that are like very like hippie-ish. like gold trim. Yeah. Um, so I put them on a site for twelve dollars. I was getting them for like four dollars. I just wanted sales at this point. Even if it wasn't profitable, I just wanted like something right um so i tell myself june comes and i'm like i have to make ten thousand dollars profit before school starts again for me to be able to tell my parents like i'm gonna drop out because otherwise they would have been like yo you're crazy yeah if i show them ten thousand dollars in my bank they can't tell me anything exactly like, even at that point like i wouldn't have left but at that point you could live on your own pretty much with ten thousand dollars saved up you could figure it out um so i was like 10k and i'm dropping out for sure um so june comes around i find an influencer a meme page and i make my first 700 dollars day um, which was great i was in the park chilling with my little brother taking care of him because you know summer and then he the post goes on 700 dollars one day i was like holy shit that's it i figured it out like, and how much how much profit was that like 500 dollars. yes because the post was 40 bucks huh. um and the product was like 200 dollars. so after that it was like 500 dollars, and i was like wait what were you selling for 200 no, like total, because it was eight hundred dollars. So the total product cost was two hundred. Oh, okay. After all orders, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So I was like five hundred dollars at profit, which got my bank account to like eight hundred dollars because I had like three hundred dollars before that. Oh yeah. So I'm like, all right, for sure. If I do this ten more times before summer, 
with the same person, I thought the influencer page was just going to work forever. So it actually worked for like five more times, but every time it'd be less. Mm-hmm. So first time was like 700, second time was like 500, third time was like 500, and it kept going down um, to the point when July came around. July 2017? 17, right? Um, and it had like 2.5K saved up, the most I had ever had before the savings thing that I had yeah. with the app that I just wasted it. <laughs> So I have 2.5K and I have like a month left and I'm like, fuck, I'm not going to make it. Like the influencer's dying out. I tried another influencer and got scammed for a hundred bucks because um, I just wanted to chase that that first moment. I wanted to, I thought that if I just did the same thing with another influencer, it was going to be the same outcome every time. Yeah. That wasn't the case. The first influencer worked, but then I tried the second one. He scammed me. I tried another one. It didn't, it got like two sales, barely broke even. Um, so I'm feeling super down. I'm like, fuck, it's not going to work. I'm not going to make it. I'm going to have to go back to school. And then at this point, I'm on YouTube watching Gary Vee, Should I Drop Out of School? A bunch of like, I'm going on Reddit. Um, if you made it, do you recommend dropping out of school? Or I don't know, like random stuff. And then Gary Vee was super against going to school. And I found out that Elon Musk, Elon Musk and all these people are like super against school. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, I have something. But I know if I tell that to my parents, they're not going to give a shit. So I need the fucking 10K. Um, and then, bro, I'm trying out influencers. And then one day, I'm in Atlanta, July 30th and then i email at two in the morning you know bunk yeah the guy that used Boonk to gang. steal a bunch of random shit Shout out Boonk worst gang. audience you would think to run an ad on um <laughs> he was getting like two hundred thousand likes at the time and i'm like you know what i'm gonna send him an email because he had an email in the bio and i'm like yo how much do you charge for story post he replies two minutes later literally bro like i didn't expect the reply i sent that and i was like all right whatever he replies with his phone number Usually they'll reply to you with rates and it's a hassle. Literally reply with a phone number. So I text the phone number. Hey, it's the guy that emailed you regarding the story post. And he's like, yeah, $500, 24 hours. Send to this paper. And bro, like, you feel me? Like business-wise, that's that seems super sketchy. A guy just $500, that's a paper. And they I'm, say friends and family PayPal? No, he didn't. Good. Then so I was, like, <laughs> I was like, you know what? It would be a super bad hit. Like, that was pretty much 20% of my net worth at the time. Um, but it's either it hits crazy, he's getting 200,000 likes, or it just I lose $500. So I send, the, obviously, goods and services. Um, and then the next day comes around, he's supposed to post at 2 p.m. It was, the ad was literally a screenshot of my website with a red drawn Instagram story circle yeah. highlighting the $12 price. So worst ad you could possibly... This wouldn't work in 2020. It only worked back then. So... And then he's supposed to post at 2 p.m. Eastern. So it would be 11 a.m. here in L.A., 2 p.m. I thought that was a pretty good time back then, first time doing it. And I was like, all right, that seems like a good time. So 2 p.m. comes around, no post. 2.15, I'm texting the guy, yo, you're going to post? No answer. Mm-hmm. And then at this point, I'm literally laying in bed. Just, bro, terrible feeling. Like, I felt I was really about to cry. Like, I had that mm. feeling when you're like, your chest hurts and you're like really like concerned and you're like yeah. so done with everything. I was like, all right, I'm going back to school. And Boonk was probably and just then, fucked up. Yeah, he was, bro, I don't even know. And then 3 p.m. comes around. Um, My aunt, she has to go to the mall with my cousins, my two younger cousins. And she's like, oh, you want to come? We're going to go get some ice cream. And I'm like, yeah, whatever, I'll go. Like, what else do I have to do, right? And then I'm in the car. I put my car, I'm so mad. I, want, I don't want my phone on me. I throw my phone literally on the side door um you know a little pocket that yeah. doors have i throw it in there and then my phone vibrates and i'm like oh someone texted me and then another time and i'm like i go i pick up my phone bro literally every minute 
I'm getting a sale. I'm getting a sale. I'm getting a sale. And then I show my cousins because I had told them what happened. They were like 12, 13 at the time. Yeah. Um, so super young, but they were like, they kind of knew what was going on because I they knew Boonk because they'd watch his content. And I was like, I'm going to pay this guy. So they're like, oh shit, he posted it. He didn't scam you. What was your profit per product? So at this point, I was selling it for $12, charging $2 shipping. So 14 and I had managed to negotiate a deal where I would get the product shipped for five dollars, so nice. I was profiting nine um, per sale, which was pretty good. And then, so bro, insane! Like this was probably the greatest day of my life, to be honest. Like, yeah, yeah, because it's like, it, bro, I went from having two thousand dollars left after paying him and thinking everything was done. Um, this was July thirty first, two August first, twenty four hours. So I had like ten days before school started. Yeah. Um, and I had given up hope pretty much at that point. I was like, yeah, it's pretty much done. So, and then he makes the post $7,000 first day, $3,000 <laughs> the following day because it's 24 hours, so it drips onto the next day. Yeah. It was literally, I believe, $10,000 total with like $7,000 profit. Damn. You just, you so, just quadrupled everything you had. Yeah. Basically. It left me like a $9,000 in the bank um, for those first two days. But for some, you know, people come back, they'll save your yeah. site and come back for a few days. So literally within the remaining days, I my bank account got to twelve thousand, and I had a joint bank account with my dad, so he could log in to Wells Fargo and see, um, he would see his balance, his savings, and then under that he would see my checking. Yeah. He calls me out of nowhere. He's like, I noticed you're. He he kind of knew what I was doing because when I got the seven hundred dollar day, um, I told him about it like super hyped, and he was like, oh yeah, cool. But like he thought it was like a one time thing and like whatever. But yeah. he knew what I was doing. Um, and then one day he's the twelve thousand, and he's like. <laughs> like what's going on right um and then i tell him what happened and then he's like super proud but i didn't want to like break the news that i wasn't going back to school over the phone because i was in atlanta visiting my mom oh, okay so i'm like yeah super cool whatever and then i get back to miami like i enroll in classes i go the first day because i'm kind of scared to tell my parents um and then i'm when i'm in class i literally walk out of class i walk into the class i'm like i'll get a shot i walk out I go home and I'm like, I tell him I'm not going to go to school this semester. Damn. I'm going to take the semester off. Um, I just, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. And I'm going to take, I told them I'm taking a semester off. I'm not, I didn't tell them I'm dropping out. So I told them that and yeah, pretty much um, I kept doing it with Boonk like 10 times. It got me to like overall profit with just him alone. I'm not exactly sure, but it was for sure like over 50K, just him alone. And then I kept doing like other people and. That's pretty much how I got started. So you started off pure influencers. When did you start? Did you like try Facebook ads for that same product at all? Um, yeah. So I tried Instagram ads at the time, but I would just promote post. Oh. Um, and I was doing like ten dollars a day, maybe like a day. One day I would get like two sales because I raised the product price to twenty. Um, so some days I would get two, some days I would break even, some days I would lose. So yeah. I kind of I was like I didn't really believe in it. Um, so I didn't really try try. Uh, try uh, Facebook ads for like I think like a whole year after trying influencers because influencers w was working so well that I was like why why you know focus on something else if that's working well yeah uh, until influencers kind of stop working and the thing with influencers is that one day you'll make 10k but you won't do that again for another 20 days yeah it's not consistent Facebook's more like yeah, yeah supposedly yeah. supposed to be more consistent when it's not fucking around with you well you worked with Boonk for a while right yeah I work, I used them for like four months i think like eight different times more i paid him like 15 times i think Damn. at least i'm not sure um because obviously the first day was the best out of all times 
Um, then some other times he would do like 3K, he would do it, but he's so underpriced. It was $500 a post. Right. So even if he made me $1,000, my margins were good enough that I'd profit like 300 um, and it was worth it. Like, so the last 10 posts, that he, five, 10 posts that he did for me, we're only doing like 1.5K. Um, but I was like pretty much tripling my investment. So I was like, you know, I'll keep doing it. Oh yeah. Um, until I didn't even stop using him cause he died, died down. He just disappeared. He stopped answering his Instagram got weird. I think he got deleted. I probably would have kept using him for a lot longer. Otherwise, yeah, he made yeah. some porn and posted it on his story. Yeah. He got banned. Yeah. That was a bad day. Cause I was like, fuck, you know, I gotta find someone else. Isn't his name John Cabana? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah for sure. So when did you start, when, when did you start the YouTube? Like how soon after this happened, you started pretty YouTube? soon. Cause that was like that whole span of January to June. I was watching like Amazon FBA guys and they were doing like 50, hundred K with the business they were doing. And then they would do like monthly uh, income reports. So they would be like, oh, this month I made 65K with Amazon. And I was like, yo, I just want to make 3K a month. Like, give me 3K a month. Um, and then you'll be good. I right? remember one day I asked my grandma, what do you think is like a good income? Like, because um, she was super for college. So I'm like, what do you think is like, like if you someone makes that, you think like, oh, they're doing well. She was like, oh, like, I think 3K a month, you're fine. You could pay 3K rent. 3K a month. You could pay your groceries and you have a little leftover for like, you know, other things. So I'm like, all right, cool. If I get to 3K a month, nobody could tell me shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm fine. Like, 3K a month, that's how much a year? 36? So I was like, you know, I could pay my expenses. I could probably crash here at my parents for like a couple more years. You know, I'm fine with 3K a month. Um, I forgot where I was going to with this. What was the question? Uh, I said, how soon after this did, oh, did you I start, start the YouTube? YouTube right? yeah. So I saw 65K a month. This guy, people were doing on Amazon. Then they'd post affiliate. Oh, for my affiliate links on YouTube, I made another 20K. And then my course did 300K a month. You know, Tanner J. Fox? Yeah. Huge Amazon guy. He was doing 300K a month back then. So I was like, I just need 3K, bro. If I have like 100 mm -hmm. subscribers, I'm straight. Um, I'm already making the Shopify money. If we add, I can make an extra 3K, 5K with YouTube. So this whole time, like my thing was like, all right, I'm gonna make it with Shopify and I'm gonna start a YouTube channel right away. That's like my dream. So as soon as I make it, I literally start documenting. I have the first 10K day. Yeah. And like five days after that, I make a video. Through I, influencers. Yeah. Gotcha. So that was the, the one that I dropped out of, the, the Bunk one. So I get home to Miami. I get, I buy a camera from, with the, 9k profit that what I made kind of camera that? a g7x i still have it classic here. what a classic to this day the best camera for like daily vlogging whatever. yeah so i bought it like 700 dollars, and i'm like for sure i'm start i'm gonna start doing this so amazon prime it got there in like a day and i started like documenting things and then i get to miami and i record how i made ten thousand dollars in one day in 24 hours using instagram influencers so that video got like three thousand views i had like right off the bat is yeah. your first video Wow. Because yeah, at the time, there wasn't that much dropshipping competition. What, and what month is this? And this was August. August 2017? Yeah. Okay, yeah, there wasn't too much. You got Dan De Silva. Yeah. It was, you got Hayden Bowles probably started making... He started like a month after me, actually. Oh, really? Oh, actually, no, because he was documenting other stuff, but dropshipping-wise, right. yeah. So it was him. And Tanner. Um, I Tanner think, Plains. Yeah, we're all from the same time period. Um, and there's one more. There's one more. I can't really remember. Sebastian was around that time, too, Esqueda. Was he? Yeah. Wow. He was back then. Um. Yeah, I don't remember. There was, a, there was a bunch of like other people. Yeah, but like there were more like agencies doing content, not mm -hmm. like really like people. So they would do like case studies on clients that they worked with, but it wasn't right. really like people like sharing their own stories. 
So that one did like 3K and I'm like, oh, that's it. I'm set. I'm about to make like a million dollars this year. Oh, I'm yeah. gonna keep doing Boonk. I'm gonna do YouTube. I'm gonna drop a course. Killing it's it. gonna be the craziest year of my life. So, two days later, I, I you know I just keep posting YouTube videos because I'm like it's working, and then it just became a thing. Um, pretty much right after that 10k day. Yeah, yeah, pretty. Quick. And and then when when did you post that one series? Your most popular videos are the like day it's like seven day zero to a thousand dollar challenge. I think. Yeah. Um, did you hit that by the way? Like in I the videos? So. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Hell yeah. I'm pretty sure. Um, so that was literally a month after I got started. So I had posted like five videos because I was trying to be pretty consistent. Um, and then the hurricane. This was when the hurricane was hitting Miami, Irma, which was oh, supposed yeah. to be like super bad. So interesting story too. I record the video and I'm like, at the time, I'm not thinking it's anything crazy because at this point in time, nobody was really doing these seven-day videos challenges. So I was like, for some reason, I thought that would be like a super cool step-by-step -step video. So the first video I make, it's like zero to 1K, I think. I don't know if it's 10K or 1K. I'm pretty sure it was 1K. Because um, at the time, like zero to 1K would have been great on YouTube. Yeah. Right now, you have to do zero to 1 mil if you want to pop. Yeah. Back then, zero to 1K was more than enough. <laughs> so I do zero to 1K. I make the video. The first one was like setting up Shopify, finding a product. A thousand people copy that store. Um, but whatever. <laughs> so I, I finish the video. I edit. And then I post it right before you had to kind of go like find your where you're gonna stay for the hurricane because it was gonna hit like at 3 a.m oh so that was like 6 p.m i dropped the video then i go to my cousin's house because i lived in an apartment um not too safe didn't have the the things that you put on the the, the glass the oh yeah yeah so i go to my cousin's house which it was in the middle of nowhere he lived like in a kind of a ranch type thing mm -hmm. like out of the city so service was awful which should have thought that ahead of time but if the Wi-Fi went out, you're pretty much uncommunicated. Stuck playing board right? games. Yeah, pretty much. So I dropped the video and then light goes out. I have no Wi-Fi. I don't know how the video is doing. Wow. And I get back. The hurricane didn't end up being that bad. So the next day, the hurricane passes. Then the next day, like at noon, my parents are like, oh, we're going to go back home. Um, and then I'm like, what do you mean? Like, it's super scary. And they're like, nah, like, I think we'll be fine. Um, so whatever, I end up going home. So somehow we still have power and everything's intact in my apartment. So I'm playing Xbox, I'm playing FIFA. At this time, I'm taking YouTube seriously, but not like that. Like it's not like I was checking my stats to see the subscribers and mm -hmm. anything. I was just dropping for fun. Um, and then my cousin texts me like, "Yo, your video's going crazy." And I'm like, "What do you mean?" And then it literally had like, at the time I had like a thousand subscribers from like some reaction videos that I had done back. Oh, really? So I had like 600 from that and then like drop shipping wise, actually like 400 people from You the deleted first. the reaction videos now though, right? You unlisted yeah, them? Yeah, hell yeah. Okay, hell I yeah. thought so. Cringy. Dang it. Um, so I go check and so I had like 400 actual like e-com subscribers and then, bro, I go to check and I have like 6,000 views the first 24 hours and I'm Damn. like, no way. And my subscribers had like tripled. I had like, 2.5k were you doing anything with the youtube algorithm not at all really just random no, tags and everything bro, i didn't believe it was gonna, like i didn't think anything of it like my thumbnails i did them on canva like little arrow you know like random shit that you see you'd see logan paul and people like that doing. yeah when i started i didn't even do custom thumbnails remember that it yeah. was just random just scenes in the video yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I don't know that's crazy it worked yeah like, thumbnails are super important so i just did that uh huge bar in the top of the video saying zero to zero to 1k in seven days something like that it's a pic it's like a picture of your face in front of a screen a mm -hmm. shopify screenshot right yeah 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 um 
so that worked and people were like oh please i started getting followers on instagram a bunch of dms where's your course can you please drop a course you look like you know everything a bunch of shit like that and i was like no i'm not dropping a course yet um because at the time i had only done bunk like twice yeah um or maybe a few times i had way more than i ever thought i would but i was like i gotta do this a few more times before i drop a course um and then i just kept that wave going pretty much like it literally happened within i don't even think it was a month from starting youtube that that challenge popped damn that made my channel bro like yeah to this day i think that if i hadn't dropped that video that day for some reason i got lazy or i did something else that day i wouldn't be here right now yeah 100 percent. it's crazy how those little things can change everything yeah that video for sure changed my life shout out irma yeah i bet the irma energy got into you that day for sure i was like i gotta finish this drop today if i would have dropped the day later maybe wouldn't have hit like that you know Mm. the algorithm's weird yeah so that video really made me i guess in terms of like what happened after that so then what happened after that in terms of 2018 yeah so 2018 i just pretty much kept doing the influencers some of them died out so i started testing facebook ads 2018 was a lot of testing yeah um because 2017 although i tested a lot i guess the boom thing you could say i got lucky because if he didn't answer that wouldn't have happened i would have gone back to school so that email alone if he wouldn't have replied to that's that, wild right um, if I would have pussied out and had said, nah, I'm not sending you 500 bucks. Like I would have gone back to school. Would you have done, were you doing a lot of YouTube in 2018? 2018. So I kind of slowed down a bit. 2017, I did a lot. 2018, I kind of took, took a step back. I started going through a lot of courses. I start, I wanted to educate myself a little more. I started reading a lot. Um, so the growth kind of slowed down in 2018. So cause 2017 was like Tesla. Yeah. And then 2018 was more like, like growing G-E. still. But but it was like a little more like stagnant. So bro, I was just reading a lot. I was educating myself a lot. I figured that college wasn't really at all the way to go. Right. But you still have to educate yourself somehow. So I started reading um, a bunch of business books, a bunch of books on the you know the books that everybody reads. Of course. So and then grow rich. Yeah. So I started doing ecom. I was still making solid income from ecom. Um, YouTube was great, but at that point I kind of want to move. I started to think, okay, I got the e-com thing out of my system. Um, I kind of dropped the course like towards end of 2017. Yeah. Um, but not really because, so I, the only thing I would do is pretty much link it in my description on YouTube. Um, cause for some reason I thought that, um, if I promoted it a lot, people are just going to unsubscribe, dislike. So I was yeah. super scared of that. Um, so I was like, you know what, I'm gonna drop a course, but I'm just not going to mention it. So I mentioned it a few times, um, just put it in my bio and it didn't really move. I think if I would have promoted it, I probably would have made a good amount of it. Um, so I just discontinued the course. I was like, nah, I'm just going to focus on other things. And then February comes around and I'm like, I don't know if I want to promote a course, but I think if if I did events like one-on-one, um, I've always wanted to travel. I want to, I love how artists go on tour for like 60 days. Yeah. Um, but I can't sing for shit. So I was like, you know what? Maybe <laughs> I could do like a little e-com event at this time. I have like 10 K subscribers on YouTube. So I'm like, I don't know if people will go to an event, but I'm gonna try it out. So I, that night I literally thought about it in the morning and that day I was like, yo, that's a crazy idea. Like I could go to like 10 different cities and it'd be cool. So I set up a click funnel, super simple. I pretty much line up, um, what we will talk about you know george the lux guy george blue i've heard of him yeah so Fez was telling me about him he had done like um a million dollars in 30 days with his brand Jeez. um so i hit him up and i'm like yo would you be down to come out to these events uh i'll cover your expenses it'd be cool if you come and 
share people because you know more than I do um, and more than most people. So it'd be cool if you kind of like tell them um, what happened. I actually forgot to mention when I, in September, I went to Arizona to meet him out of nowhere because he was dropping a course um, and he was doing like 30K a day. So this is the first time that I saw someone making like crazy stupid numbers and I was like, yo, I got to meet this guy. I was like, yo, I'll fly out. I'll literally let you use my results for your course to hype it up. And he's like, nah, that's fine. But just come through Arizona. You look like, you know, like I just reached out of nowhere. He, he, he was like, you look like, you know, you really want it. Just come through and, you know, we'll kick it. He was chilling with like other econ people. They were, they were much older than me. I was like 18 at the time. He was like 22, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just came out, kind of talk about Facebook ads. It wasn't more about like econ knowledge, but just the, I, the way I saw that he ran his things and yeah. everything. It showed me it was possible, like 30K a day. He was just there chilling. Like, bro, we'd go to a restaurant. And I was like super happy about making 1K a day. This guy was like, turn off Shopify notifications. Like, he'd go like every couple hours to check, oh, 30K, cool, whatever. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Unfazed. And I was like, yo, I can never turn off my notifications. Like, I need that. Like, do you this, still to this day? Nah, you'd... Nah. Okay. Yeah. I stopped that like a year and a half ago. Yeah, it got to be too much. Yeah. You kind of get used to it at some point. Um, but yeah, I was like, there's no way I would ever do that. Um, yeah, so 30K, that really motivated me. Um, and then back, so that's when I met him the first time. Then when the events come around, I'm like, yo, it'd be super cool. I don't know if they're going to sell. Um, but I think if I throw you in there and say you made a million in 30 days, people will want to come through. So he's like, yeah, for sure, bro. I'll go to the New York one because he lives in Chicago. Oh, so yeah. I was like, all right, for sure. So I put New York, Miami, LA, Chicago, Atlanta. Um, I think that was it. So it was like seven cities. Like you're going to do all seven? Yeah. Oh, okay. So I literally put, it was like a drop down. So the yeah. cities will come out. You select what city you're from um, and you buy it. So I was like, if I get like at least five people per city, I'll go to it. Um, and then, so the way it worked is I just set up the phone. I put it on my Instagram. I dropped a YouTube video, a regular video. And then in the intro, I plugged it. I was like, yo, if you guys want me to help you one-on-one, um, I'm doing events. And I'm like, there's because I price I price it at two fifty, so it would make sense because I had to book the conference room, I had to book tickets, right. I had to um, hotel, Airbnb expenses. So I was like, two fifty is the lowest I could do. Like I wish I could do it cheaper um, because I didn't think people would pay two fifty to come out to a random event. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, maybe fifty dollars they'll buy it, but I was like, nah, I can't do that. Two fifty. Hell no. So yeah. if I get five people, that's one point two five, and that would more than enough kind of like helped me break even um, from all expenses because the conference room alone were like 400, 500 bucks a day. So yeah, I put the thing, I wake up the next morning and I had like five sales for a click phone, a Stripe. Jeez. And then, um, but the thing is that there were so many cities that I could get like 15 sales, but it would be like two in Miami, two oh, in yeah. New York, two in LA. But I announced this with like two months of time. Mm-hmm. Um, so every day I was getting like three people, two people, um, two people three people like every single day to the point where when it came around bro it was a huge success like really yeah it was probably experience wise probably one of the greatest experiences because seeing that people would be willing to like you know like trust you in terms of teaching them something and then you could go to different cities meet people from bro i don't know anyone yeah i don't know anyone in new york uh la i didn't know anyone at the time because i'd only been here once so the fact that you can meet people from different parts, hear their stories. That was the craziest thing. So we did New York. That was the first one. Super nervous. That's where George went. Um, we had 16 people in New York. 
So New York was great. From New York, I had booked a, a flight to Rome with my friend to go for a week. Wow. So it was New York. We did the 15 people the very next day. We went to Rome for a week. Then I came back. The weekend I got back, I got back on a Friday, I think, that Saturday. Um, I think Miami was on a Sunday, actually. Yeah. No, it was on a Saturday. So I get back Friday, uh, Thursday mor- night or Friday morning. I go to Ultra uh, hey. Music Festival on Friday for like a few hours because I didn't want to be too Did tired. Did you go with Noah? Event. No, I didn't. Wow, I'm surprised. Yeah. So <laughs> I go for a few hours because I was like, nah, I got to be like rested for the event. So Saturday, Miami event, we had 15 people there. Then a week after that, um, it was... I think it was LA. So LA was the best one, 22 people. Oh, Toronto too, I forgot to say that. So we do LA, that was 22 people. Then from LA, um, I had put like a week in between just so I could go back home or kind of like rest. No, it was actually Atlanta, my bad. So Atlanta was after Miami. We had like 15 people there. Then from LA, it was LA was on a Friday, Toronto on a Saturday. So it was back to back events. So I did LA, flew into LA, did the event. We had 22 people. Um, Dirty Dom pulled up. Mikey Cass pulled up. Classic. He bought a ticket and he pulled up. Yeah, I actually did a consulting call with Mikey back in like 2017 yeah, for like 30 bucks. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so crazy that we ended up living together. Um, but he pulled up to the event too. Um, <laughs> he pulled up with Dirty Dom, which is one of the kids from Oh, David he was Dobrik's. with Dirty Dom? Yeah. Wow. David Dobrik's vlog squad at the time. So, bro, I was living. I was like an influencer pulling up. That yeah. shit's crazy. Um, so I catch a flight to Toronto the next morning. I was in Toronto for literally like 24 hours. Because I fly in in the morning. I don't know anyone at all in Toronto. Like, no one, bro. Um, and then in the event, Toronto was probably my favorite event. Because it was the smallest one. There was only, like, nine people. Mm-hmm. But I always thought Toronto was crazy because of Drake and all the things you hear. Yeah. So, bro, the event, everybody there was so cool. After the event, people are like, oh, what are you going to do now? Do you know anyone here? And I'm like, nah. So, like, a few people from the event, like, four people, they're like, oh, let's just go to this super hype Toronto spot. You're going to love the food. And after that, we could go, like, grab drinks. So we end up going to like this super college town within Toronto, which is, bro, it's crazy. It's like a five-story house that somehow is like a bar. Um, and bro, it was such a dope experience. Like it was like just a bunch of cool people there. Um, met a few people in Toronto. So if I ever go back, you know, I, I can hit them up. They took great care of me. So it was crazy, bro. They, it was so dope. So then the next morning I head back to Miami in the morning and that pretty much wrapped it up. I canceled Chicago. Because not many people bought for that one. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Toronto's sick. I remember I had a meetup there. It was just like yeah. a normal meetup. And I was like, meet at the mall. Yeah. And 24-hour notice and like 35, 40 people showed no up. Way. So weird. That's creepy. That, Bro, people are extremely nice out there. Yeah. Every single one. Yeah. There was like this 40-year-old MILF who pulled up too <laughs> with her kids. It was very weird. But That's weird crazy. for me because it was like the MILF was like, I don't know, long story. <laughs> But you're into you're, you're big into music. You, I love like music. not many people know this, but you scheduled uh, you coordinated a Gunna concert. Oh yeah. Tell me more about that. That was shortly after oh, that was twenty nineteen actually. Yeah, so twenty eighteen. So the events happen. I keep doing uh YouTube, whatever. Um, and that's funny about the events because I had that same idea back in St. Louis. You mentioned you you said it in my in Miami. Oh really? Yeah. And we talked about it. I told oh, you yeah. kinda like that was the first time we met, and I was like, Oh yeah, I kinda did that back in 2018 and you're like oh yeah that'd be super oh dope. really yeah <laughs> so that'd be dope i think if you did it you'd crush bro for yeah. sure because your audience i mean i did it when i had like 10k yeah so you could for sure do way bigger events um not right now nah covid yeah can't. covid it's gonna be a while till you could do that yeah any in-person events 
Um, but yeah, so the Gunna thing, I always wanted to do like music events. I I always wanted to do a lot of things, bro. And what are they, what are, I forget the name? What do they call the people who do the music events? Not promoters, but um, um, producer. I don't know. I'm I can't sure. remember. Event producer. I'm not Something sure. like that. Is it like a specific word? Yeah. Oh no, I'm not sure. Oh well. But yeah, so I always wanted to do like events too. Like that's one thing about me, bro. I want to do a bunch of shit. Like I feel like you have one life, so you, you know, acting is one thing that I want to get into. Oh, yeah. I love music. Um, so music, I had to like, I had met. How did I meet? I met this kid back in like 2015. Um, and his thing was like investing into music events. So he had done Tory Lanes, I think, when he was smaller. He had done Travis Scott, and then he saw that I was kind of like making some good money from YouTube and everything. So he reached out to me. He's like, "Yo, we we have like Gunna." Um, we kind of want to like book him. I, he's never done a show in Miami. I think it'd be pretty cool. So it was, that wasn't like, I think the, the, I'm not, okay. So that happened. The Ghana thing was in August. Gotcha. So he came to me in like April and then he was asking for a decent amount of money at the time. If I would have lost that, I would for sure. Be, How much was he asking for? would have hit. Bro, I think it was. Uh, I think it was either 20 or 30K. Yeah. One of those two. Um, I think it was 30K because I went to a friend, which is a guy I met recently. Not recently, like from the, with the timeline of right, the story. Right, right, like right. he was from high school, but I had met him at the time period, like two months before that. Um, and then, so this guy, I'm going to explain this, the background of the story so mm -hmm. you can understand. So this guy went to the same high school as me, would never talk. I had no idea who he was. We had a friend in common. Um, and my the friend in common would tell me like, "Yo, this guy's ripping you. He he's saying that your YouTube is like, that you're you're a troll, whatever. You're making videos about crypto now because I, I made like some good money in crypto back when it was popping. Um, so yeah, this guy thinks that like everything you say is cap, whatever. Um, so we kind of had like some little beef back and forth, not really, but like it was like some tension. Um, and then he moved to Miami and we met. And the first day we met, he had made a crazy amount of um money from crypto." um and i had done the e-com thing so we kind of like came together and we we're like yo we could do like cool things if we work together so ever since that day like we just this typ thing it's like the, oh, the music label oh, really? that he has and everybody it's like a collective um so ever since that it's, that's been like the team with dressy and everything um so i go to him like yo this guy's asking for bro i'm pretty sure it was 30k so i'm gonna say 30k 20 or 30 um so i'm like this guy's asking for 30k or 20, well, I'm not sure, whatever, it doesn't matter. The point is I, I went to this guy and I tell him, I don't feel comfortable doing the whole amount, um, but if you match me in half, we'll do it. And he's like, because at the time he was working with News, which you've heard about, I think. Oh yeah, classic yeah. News. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, it'd be pretty cool if we kind of match on it and then, because he was News' manager. He is. Um, so he could open for Gunner. It'd be like a cool exposure experience wait news open for gunner mm -hmm. wow so we went ahead and match but in the terms of the contract we're like but he has to open um so it ended up being a cool experience it was great content for youtube so we kind of did it just um for youtube um for news opening and just to get a, our feet in the water so did you just like break even yeah gotcha. it was, like we made some money but after a few months there was some issues that happened that came around they were talking about chargebacks they were talking about some things um so it was good at the end of the day because we got what we wanted pretty much 
uh, but financially, it wasn't anything crazy. How was Ghana in person? We don't really talk to him much. Like really? he's in the back with his security. We well, took a photo. With I him, took right? a picture with him, yeah. and I was there like around him and his people for some time. But they're definitely very protective, especially because Miami. You never know what could happen. I mean, X got killed there. Right. You know, a lot. Well, of that was people, his hometown, right? Yeah. Up in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, and I think no, X hadn't died at the time. That was oh he had recently like two oh, months before really? that. So, you know, everybody was very careful about what was going on, mm-hmm. pr- very protective. So even if it's like backstage, they were very like secluded. Yeah. So I didn't talk to them, to be honest. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So you do music, you're, you're into, are you like even doing that anymore? Or are you more focused on the label itself, the collective? Yeah. So what I, what I've done pretty much with that is helping with marketing, which is what I know, along with Dressy, um, the Instagram ads um you know youtube ads stuff like that oh yeah um and yeah i mean they're cooking up content puku which you know about is about to do a project oh yeah so they've kind of been like making the music for the past year and a half period um so as soon as it's ready and out they they just recorded a crazy music video back in miami um super with, high the, with the drift car yeah yeah i don't know if you've seen it i um, saw clips of it yeah bro it's crazy like label status but funding wise so much money goes into becoming an artist if you oh, do yeah. it the right way that it becomes tough to kind of like keep that going if you have a label they take a cut but they give you as well yeah so it's a very hard decision as for an artist to do that do you think puku is leaning towards more being completely independent because you guys work with like united masters right yeah he, he releases through there yeah i'm not sure if he's still as far as i know yeah but i'm not sure if still mm. for last time i heard yeah yeah but yeah so what are you up to nowadays business wise honestly i have the brand that i've been working on for like eight months it's definitely the most committed i've been to a brand ever um it's been a long time super stressful you deal you deal with a lot of things that you don't deal with drop shipping wise you have to worry about inventory i have two employees back in miami we have an office yeah um when i'm here they go every day to ship orders then they he text me like, yo, we ran out of paper. Do you ship out of um, Miami? Yeah, we ship out of Miami. Sebas isn't fucking around. He said, I'm ordering 1 million units just for COVID. Gotta, gotta have everything ready. No, but I do think that there's a chance that COVID gets things like stopped again. And that's not something I want to do again. Okay. Because back in February, I did run up a store, like a dropshipping store. Because the brand that I'm currently working on, it required a lot. It's not just inventory. Um... It has like developer costs. It has a bunch right. of like backside things. So it was very expensive. So I was like, I have to run up a store to, in order to kind of fund this. So that was somehow it turned out to be like one of the best stores I ran up um, profit wise. So I was doing Google shopping alone for that. Um, it was actually resistance bands when COVID started and gyms closed. Mm-hmm. And I ran that up to like 260K in 20 days damn um with a profit margin of 70 not margin i'm not i don't know the percentage but the profit was like 75k damn and then i sold the site because i didn't want to focus on that as a brand i just wanted like a quick cash cow to make some money and fund this entirely mm-hmm. um 75k then i sold it for 15k so 90k profit in 20 days with that one um and pretty much reinvested like half of that into just getting this brand that I'm currently working on perfect. Like, and it's uh, going well. Yeah, it's been going pretty well. It's definitely a lot of stress. Um, there's a lot of things because it's like, it's not just a product that you're selling. There's like a, the whole user experience and yeah. the app side of things. Um, but overall, I think I think it's going well. I mean, we have a few things lined up that I'm looking forward to. Um, 
and yeah, hopefully I could exit it at some point, like one, two years down the road. That's the goal, to be honest with this one. Gotcha. I, I want this to be like the last brand um, that I work on kind of because I need it in terms of like financially to be like set. Um, and then everything else after that to just be like passion projects, like the whole music thing. I want to be able to like fully focus on it because it's hard to like kind of like split yourself into helping with that and oh, this yeah. and that when you want to still figure yourself out. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole acting thing, definitely want to do that. Um, event producing, it's fun, but it just requires a lot of funds up front. And if I do it again, it's for sure going to be there alone or with another partner that i trust entirely because if you have a bunch of partners it's a mess um so i definitely want to do that but i need more funds in terms to do it alone yeah um and yeah just a bunch of cool things i want to do youtube for sure yeah what's your plan with youtube now since you've been off for so long how are you gonna attack it this time bro the same way that i did it back in march i the longest not march november when we moved to the house that was the longest gap that i ever took off youtube it was like eight months um then i dropped the video of moving into the house and it did numbers so super thankful that people were still there to support um and then i just kept dropping had the best views consistently that i ever had with the views that we did with the fest thing with the valentine's day thing oh yeah um the day in the life those videos did great numbers compare us to when i was dropping like consistently mm-hmm. so i think i'm just gonna do the same thing just have something cool happen or have a cool video a cool story Maybe talk about the brand at that point, how I took this brand from zero to, um, and that would be just to like give a summary of what happened because I don't, I don't want to do like how to econ videos anymore. Yeah. I want to do more like lifestyle day to day, like really showing you what's going on. Um, if I do incorporate that yeah, or just like, I don't think I ever, I'll ever take business out cause I feel like I kind of owe it to the audience to like teach them things mm-hmm. and kind of give them updates so i can't just go the full jailverse content where yeah. it's just cool shit and hey, I you could you can happened. do whatever you want it's your channel yeah but i feel like i kind of want to have some value in it where if people watch a cool piece of content they get something out of it too entertainment's the value that's what i'm realizing yeah? recently you think so what about you i mean what do you want to do down the entertainment based value videos give me an example of the, like... the, okay so it's hard to say what i can talk about um well for example right now dropshipping videos the value they get out is the dropshipping itself right but the reason jay alvarez videos are way more popular is because the value that people get out of that is pure entertainment and inspiration and inspiration and everybody's down for that not everybody's actively searching for dropshipping videos or not everybody's actively searching for stock videos so if you can mend that gap between those who actively search for it and those who actually just want to watch entertainment videos and then meet them in the middle, it's a beautiful combination for a lot of different reasons. And so that's what I'm like the how to videos, like you're saying, it's just like, man, so draining. Yeah. And Very also draining. I feel like out of the 100, well, I feel like you and I are different than most of the industry. Because we've always added like our own twist to it. Like yeah. every, we've always added like, I know you've made your videos funny. Like mm-hmm. you, the day in the life one where you're eating, what was it? Frosting. The frosting with the bang. And you got in the jacuzzi with clothes. Like people <laughs> like that. You know, yeah. they're subscribing because they find you funny as well. Um, I added the music things. I did like day in the life vlogs. Um, I, I added like random shit. Like I drop a, back then top 10 Shopify apps. And the next day I would drop shopping spree in Miami and yeah. then eating at the Versace mansion. People love that. Um, and people thought it was cool, not just because it was like on some like flexing stuff, but because they saw like 
the whole story from like when I first made my my first 10k day to like try and cool shit. Yeah. Um. So they relate to that as compared to like a lot of people who just drop content in order to sell a course. Like mm-hmm. they'll do like strictly Shopify content. Out of the let's say you have ten thousand subscribers, only two hundred people of those for them would actually stick to a complete shift in the channel. As I feel like if you were to like, for example, drop completely change your content and maybe like talk about business 5% of your video, but it's completely different. I feel like you'd retain your views. I believe sure. it. Like I your Tesla videos are doing just as good as. Tesla video. I'm actually going to live check this right now. Uh, actually, no, I'm not because the voice memo. The voice memo. <laughs> it's, uh, I checked it yesterday. It was 190,000. It, nah. bra- it should break 200,000 today. I didn't even, I thought it was like a 50. It was. Of a week oh, and a half ago, it was. That's crazy. <laughs> like, look, Graham Stephan, for example, his Tesla videos got him popping, too. Yeah, he made more money on that video than he paid for the Tesla. Yeah, so I feel like as long as you have some personality that you're throwing into your videos and you're making them different, yeah, you could take, you could pivot at any time and you'll retain your audience, which is pretty cool. That's the move, yeah. It's always, a, it's always about finding a balance. Yeah. It's always about finding a balance for me, and that's why I'll never forget the infamous comment of the lady going scott you are not a content creator if you stop ma- if you start making videos outside of drop shipping i will stop watching you no way yeah i, I hit her with the stop watching unsubscribe. yeah unsubscribe because i'm definitely to going to be Sounds it's crazy. weird people want to box you in yeah kind of see what kanye means everyone want to box him in in so many different ways and you kind of box yourself in too i feel like at some point when i was dropping every day i was like I have to keep doing this because if I kind of tried switching it um, and then someone will comment, it kind of gets you at, at least at first when oh, someone yeah. comments like, oh, like stick to just, I don't know. I don't know. Like stick I, to I drop can't, yeah, I can't That's really what remember people tell me on the comment, yeah. but when they say something, it kind of does get to you. You're like, damn, maybe if I do do this, I'm going to throw away what I worked on. Mm-hmm. Um, you just got to realize that there's so many YouTubers. Like it's really... You see it from your perspective, you're like, damn, this guy just said that. He's for sure thinking about it all day. And then to be honest, like, it's not that big of a deal. Like, people aren't thinking about your video all day unless it's really some life-changing shit that you just said or, like, Mm -hmm. really taught them something. If it's something negative, they forgot about it in five minutes. Um, And you should too. Like, like, at first, I would get (laughs) over it. I I would struggle with it. I'd be like, damn, like, I I have to be more careful with how I line up my videos, what type of topics I talk about. Like Even if it was a hundred positive comments, yeah, that, one negative that one negative comment will cause you to or, shift everything. Or when you have a hundred likes and then five dislikes, you're like, damn. 95%. Yeah, and it's still, you kind of look at, at least back then, you'd look at the negatives more than the positives. So. Yeah, we're just naturally tuned for that. It comes from um, like just being aware of uh, the threats in the wild. Yeah. You know, and that's it's still in our brain today. We're always aware of the threats. Hyper focus on the threats because to be hyper focus on the good doesn't do a f- it doesn't save us from anything. Yeah, except maybe our own egos. Right. What about you? What are you? What are you trying? Are you trying to move back to LA or? Yeah, I'm moving back with you in March, right? March. Okay, that's a that's a good time frame. Me, you, Not Fez, and close. Mikey. Run it back. Run it this back. This house though. The Halo Top house, actually. Yeah, is yeah. it available? Yeah, the guy moved out, actually, I'm pretty sure. How much is that one? Ah. You just leaked the address. Now people are going to search up Halo Top House. Oh, whoops. <laughs> well, the goal is by that point for the amount not to even matter. 
Like imagine if we all just moved into a quarter million dollar Bel Air mansion. Quarter million a month. Quarter million a month, yeah. <laughs> but guess what? We're we're all making a quarter million a month. I guess it wouldn't still be that financially. Yeah, twenty five percent of your monthly. Twenty five percent, but yeah. still, people put eighty. Most people probably, I would argue, make put like sixty percent of their rent. Games are life of percentages. That's why right. when people see like someone buy a five thousand or fuck shit, someone see see someone buy a hundred fifty thousand dollar chain, everybody in the comments is always like, you know how much good that could have done. You know how much good. Listen, if you have a hundred fifty thousand dollar chain. I promise you there's much more where that came yeah, from. It's true. It's it's all in terms of percentages because if someone was worth a hundred million dollars and bought a hundred and fifty thousand a hundred thousand dollar chain, what is that point one percent of their whole wealth? But someone's worth a hundred thousand dollars and buys a hundred thousand dollar chain. It's, Awful. It's a it's a very different ballgame. And most people who comment that shit are coming from the the lesser level and don't really understand the upper. Right. Yeah. So And I feel like we kinda know how to like make money out of things. So if we were to like Let's say get that house. We find a way to make money out of it, content-wise or something. Yeah. Like we wouldn't let two fifty k just to live there go to waste. Like we'd do something related to it. So our ecom reality TV show. Yeah, <laughs> that's what the world needs, honestly, and a reality show where it's all kids online making money. That'd be cool. It would it go hasn't super been hard. Hasn't been done yet, but hopefully soon. Send it to soon. Netflix. Send to Netflix. Send to MTV would probably be a good one. Vice. They're still relevant. MTV. I don't know. I don't watch MTV. I watch Catfish, but then Catfish started doing virtual Catfish. Oh no! Nah, and I'm like, I can't be watching this anymore. Nah. These the whole the whole virtual thing is very strange on TV. Like every like yeah, especially the late night hosts. No laugh track or no people in the car in the crowd laughing and no laugh track. It's like none of their jokes are funny anymore. Nah, they weren't it's really so even different. before anyway. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's it's kind of hard to do that type of content virtually like you can't do that i feel like at that point you might as well just take a break yeah and come back at some point completely different 100 percent. take that time to like think of like new content new things to like kind of like grow your audience rather than just be stagnant if you're doing that type of content where you can't really do it because of covid oh yeah yeah i guess so i don't know it's a i think the Number one show that came out ahead of this is ridiculousness. Like nothing's changed except for they're just a little further apart from each other. Oh yeah, because they've been filming nonstop. They don't show the audience, but they have like all the audio, like laugh tracks and everything. You cannot even tell a difference. They're not wearing masks. I feel like so many people wear a mask just to show they're wearing a mask. So they don't get canceled on Twitter. What? Just so they don't get canceled on Twitter. Not even that. It's kind of like a because it's like a trendy thing. But it just seems like a very tacky thing to me. I told you about, I don't know if I told you about the the advertisement I saw driving over to Umar's. I saw it was a traffic law guy, like a lawyer. And in the profile picture on the billboard, he has a mask on. It's like, okay, I know you, maybe, he, you know, maybe he had to get it. Maybe he got that photo recently. And that was like the uh, photographer's like yeah. thing. He had to wear it. But I don't know. I see a lot of people like changing their profile pictures. Not so much anymore. Uh, Tabas, I don't even know how we got on this topic. Oh, because oh, because the, the yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Talking about like these shows that are still doing it. Yeah, virtually. So yeah. what? When do you leave LA? Because I texted you I and you're yet. like, in, I'm here indefinitely. Yeah. So right now I'm waiting for a few things. So I don't have a flight back yet. Um, I might go back to take care of a few things in the office in Miami that I have to like kind of do. Um, but I'm for sure coming back right do you, away. Do you ship out of the office or do you ship? Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. Damn, so- where the fuck do you? That must be a big offense to hold a million units. <laughs> it was a troll. It's not a million. Oh, what? Yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> you actually, no, no, no. It's a, we told you it was a million dollars revenue-wise. No, you said a million units. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, no, no, that's a lot. I mean, oh. it's a small product, as you know. Yeah. But no, it's closer to 100,000 units. 100,000 units? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, a million would be a big warehouse. That's what I thought. But yeah. I mean, it's not too big to begin with. So it, it kind of made sense in my head. Like, yeah. I couldn't picture how many of those would look like how many how many a million of that would look like you could fit it in a room low-key yeah still but it will take our current space it will take all of it yeah so yeah nah (laughs) i'm interested to see where this brand goes i hope you document on youtube i know everyone watching i've been recording everything pretty much so i have it there for whenever i do go public with it yeah um to share it but as of now staying in the archives until i want to drop it all together pretty much like a, a documentary and is that just because you don't really want people copying your idea if they do copy it it will take like three four months to really get it and that by then i think three four months ahead you can always catch up but I, i'm not really too worried about that um i'm doing it mainly because i want to drop like a whole piece of content documenting the whole journey mm-hmm. all at once rather than having people wait so i'm yeah. recording everything um and then whenever it's like ahead where maybe like the brand isn't complete um but i have enough content where i could just start posting consistently and we're like two months ahead like it's kind of how reality tv shows work where they're like two months ahead right. of like kardashians whatever they show now happened two months ago so i kind of want to have that content and that everything lined up i could see that i'm excited to watch that i feel like that's kind of what fez did with sweet yeah, dreams kind of yeah but he did it like actively right kind of because he was it was a whole year in the making for him too before he really went public with it, really? His, yeah, I mean, his, he started working that when we still lived here. I, didn't he start when we when he was living there? I thought he like started the it. idea and the renderings and things, like the idea of it and getting like samples and everything started here. And then okay, that's why he fig- like he got it right in Chicago. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Gotcha. And his product's a little different in terms of that. It's more straight to the point. Well, opposed. and it's also way more complicated with like the certain laws he's got to follow. Facebook that ads, how you can't just run ads to that. And him being 18, yeah, I'm sure he ran into some really issues with that. He said the m- biggest problem with the whole thing was the cap. Did he tell you about yeah, that? Yeah, because he had to get it right. Had to get it right. Iridescent thing. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. I love that brand. I think it's going to be another $100 million brand. Well, yeah. Sure. He was just saying how it's going to be in CBD shops soon. I'm like, once that's in- huge, bro. That's what? like, like it's going to pop way out like compared yeah. to all the other brands that's going to be surrounded it's going to pop so much and when, yeah when you do wholesale th- these people cash you out million dollar checks to have inventory in the whole country yeah well wherever it's legal yeah so that's pretty dope that's i think it's going to be huge i think so to say he's going to get into investors and everything yeah it's crazy so what should the people know Subas? what are the people should what, what should they know what are people Damn, missing right now know. that they need to know youtube wise definitely coming back so I meant in general, like advice and in stuff general, like oh, that. Life yeah. advice. Um, you mind if I take a piss right quick before I say that? Well, we're actually about to wrap up right wrap now, up. so it's going right, to be cool. perfect. Bro, Just that, take a piss while you're saying it. is killing me. Take a piss it's in like the pool while you're saying it. 30 minutes straight. I'm telling you. Um, but yeah, no, life advice. Um, honestly, from personal perspective, from what happened to me with the whole setting that, time, that deadline for myself in terms of I have to make the 10K before summer ended to go back to school, I think the two keys to success that have worked crazy for me are number one, you need to really believe in yourself more than anything. Like you need to have a ridiculous amount of self-belief because when I say I want something, 
I don't think I've ever really doubted it. Like as a materialistic example, like I know for a fact I'm going to own a Lambo. Um, and I'm, I've always believed that even before when I was in high school, I knew I was going to drive a Lambo one day. Um, I knew I was going to be able to take care of my family. And although that hasn't been fully done, I still believe in that entirely. Um, and I think, I don't know if you agree with that, but I think self-belief is the number one thing along with actually getting the work done. Cause you could just believe in yourself and that's it. Like, I think if you really believe in yourself, that kind of encompasses you actually working for it. Um, and just the ability to be able to like remove yourself from yourself when making decisions. Like right. when you kind of like tell Fez, for example, oh, I think you should do this. Um, and he's like, oh, it's an example. This didn't really happen, but you're, right. you're, I think you should do this. And it may seem like a risky investment. You're kind of like looking at it without emotions. So you're thinking he should do that because you're thinking about it strictly financially when 25, 50K investment, which is not guaranteed to go right, but makes sense to you might seem scary and you might be doubtful about it. Um, if you remove your emotions from a lot of decisions you make, personally, emotionally, business-wise and everything, and really look at it factually and in terms of does it make sense, mm -hmm. I think that's a huge thing that I've been able to do for the last two to three years. Just looking at it from a level head. If you think about it, every time Mikey would hand me his phone to text a girl and he didn't know what to say, yeah. and I would just say something random that would work, but I, I would, if it was me texting a girl, I would be like, damn, that's a little, you know, like maybe she doesn't answer back or something. But if it's not you, you know <laughs> that it's what, it's a good thing. It's like something that will come across as like having game or something. Yeah. But if it's you, you want to be like, play the safe card. Um, and it ended up working. He's cuffed now. It was that girl? Yeah. Wait, what happened with that? Uh, bro, I think he found her on Tinder and then he gave me his phone and he's like, yo, like, do your thing. Because Fez and him would do that quite a lot when we lived we live there. Um, and what'd you say? I don't remember. Like, honestly, it was like, you could ask them. It was a bunch of different people. Jeez. Um, and then he ended up going on a three-month international to tour Europe with her. Forever. So I think that if you really think about that, that, was, that example is obviously like, it did happen, but it's does kind she, of a joke. Does she know that she was talking to you initially? I think he's told her. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, he was. She was. I was just replying for him, but yeah. Um, yeah. I think that if you emotionally remove yourself from decisions and just like really like take a bigger picture and see yourself from third person, and like it's like GTA. When you're playing GTA, you're getting the missions done. You don't worry about if the character dies. You just go back. So in this case, it's like you're not gonna die, but if you think about it and kind of like stop worrying so much about playing the safe card yeah i think that i mean i did it with college when i mm -hmm. dropped out so just believe in yourself and emotionally remove yourself from decisions 100 that's huge advice when you're in la it does feel like you're playing gta it does so literally <laughs> maybe that that has a little bit of effect on the decisions you make good or bad you know yeah so yeah, thanks so much for coming. No, thank I, you, bro. I'm glad we got to do this. We're supposed to do this before COVID. Eight months ago. <laughs> Eight months ago. That's and crazy. that raggedy ass uh, initial setup I ordered. Old school ass setup. But you don't have it anymore? No, remember that was when it was like the amplifier with the mixer. Oh my and God. I had to hire I would have to hire someone. Look that's, how like simple this setup. is. Yeah, look how simple this is. Yeah, this is dope. I like this. It's basically gone down to the exact same thing. You can only. do this anywhere. Hawaii. Exactly. Like, Hawuhu. Surfing in Hawuhu, we could do it. <laughs>
<laughs> just get a super long lens and lav mix. Mics. Yeah, like a 4,000 millimeter. That'd be crazy. That'd be nuts. That'd be viral. Probably would go out of range. Do it with like a surfer, professional surfer, the best yeah. surfer in the world. That's the move. That'd be dope. All right. Well, we're going to wrap right, this bro. up. Thank you. We went a while, hour and 40 minutes. What? I always watch the podcast and wonder how do people would make it that long. And You fall into the conversation. spirals down into it. Yeah. But yeah. All right. Awesome. Thanks for watching, guys. Uh, yeah. Follow, you can follow Sebas in the description. On TikTok? I'm kidding. On TikTok. Uh, Sebas with Doyo on Instagram. Oh, you said the description. Yeah. I'll, just, just, right. I'll link everything on the Twitter and the Facebook. He says he wants you to friend him on his personal Facebook <laughs> ASAP. <laughs> Don't do that. I haven't gone there in years. <laughs> All right. Thank you, bro. Thanks Appreciate for watching. It. Yeah, thanks jump for coming. In the pool now. Yeah, jump in the pool. <laughs>